I have your book. Remind me. I'll give it back to you. What book? Are you there, God? Oh, it's me, Margaret. <laughs> Why are we talking uh, about that? Awesome. Welcome to Never Not Talking, where we're always talking about nothing and everything all at once. And today we have a very special guest in the podcast studio. I'm welcoming a very wonderful human, Pamela Hahn. Pamela, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so happy you agreed to do this with me because today we're going to discuss Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Very excited. Yes. <laughs> I think it's important that we tell people, I think, are we the exact same age? Were yes. We, bo- we were born the same year. We were. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell me what you did to prepare for this? And I'll tell you what (laughs) I did to prepare for it. And then I'll feel bad because you put a lot of time and effort in. I did not. I always fly. I did not. Mm Because I always fly by the seat of my pants. And then I feel bad if other people Mm -hmm. put in time. It doesn't mean I don't respect the time you put in. No, I get it. Yeah, no. But you have pages of notes. Yeah, but I'm a note taker. Oh, okay. I'm a natural note taker. So. Okay. Yeah. When we talked about doing this episode... I gave you like homework. <laughs> I said you need to reread the original book. Yes. You need to watch the documentary about Judy Bloom on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And you need to see the movie that came out in May. That movie had a great cast. It was excellent. They did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. So did you do all of that? <laughs> so I cheated on reading the book. <laughs> I listened to the audiobook. What a good idea. Yep. I was like, I do not have time with the kids ending school <laughs> reading a book right now. So I listened to the audiobook. So, and I watched the Judy Bloom special. I loved it, but I wish I watched it again closer to this recording. Oh, okay. Fair but enough. Yeah, I really liked it. And I watched the movie last night. <laughs> do you remember how old you were when you first read it? I think I was in grade five. Yes. Does that ring true to you? Yes. I think I think I was too. I don't think I was in grade four because that's when I found out about certain things. So I would have. I feel like in grade four, I was reading Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing, Super Fudge. Yeah. But I hadn't graduated yet to Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. Mm Mm-hmm. I really wanted to do this episode. As soon as we found out the movie came out, my friends and I were like, we're going to that. I'm like, I'm doing a whole podcast episode. <laughs> so what I did is I went around and listened to other podcasts about Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. Oh, that's a good idea. There really aren't a lot. Okay. And there certainly weren't a lot of good ones. Let's make it a good one. Right? Right. <laughs> and I think what we're going to be doing is quite different because I found the other podcasts one of the first the first thing they did was break down the entire story okay and i'm thinking if you're listening to this episode you know what the story is why would you be listening to it right right so i'm not going to tell you what happened in the book because i feel like you should already know that Mm -hmm. i wanted us to talk about our experiences with the book like how how we experienced because are you there god it's me margaret was really a phenomenon Mm mm-hmm I don't know, from the documentary, I, I feel like it's still quite a phenomenon. It's still in print and a lot of copies. There are girls in, like, my son's class that are reading it. Okay, perfect. Yes. 
So when you've got that kind of a phenomenon, I mean, it has an impact on so many different aspects of our lives, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. My memory is, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret was the girl's book. Right. And there was another book also written by Judy Bloom called Then Again, Maybe I Won't. Oh. Do you remember that one? And that one was the boy's book. I know I read it, but I don't. It came after. Yeah. It came out after. She referenced it in the documentary. Mm -hmm. And she did it on purpose because when she saw what Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret was doing for girls, she thought, well, I have to do something for boys. Right. I read it right after Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. So I was like, oh, my God, got to see this. I didn't understand anything that was happening in the book the entire time. (laughs) I was an only child. I had no sibling brothers. I couldn't figure out why he was changing his sheets all the time. I thought he was peeing the bed. (gasps) I remember that. Yes. I did not know what was happening. Mm -hmm. I thought he was peeing the bed. Yeah, me too. There was a reference made to masturbation. Mm -hmm. I don't give myself a lot of compliments, but I am... I can say I was quite a precocious child so I was an early reader and I was a good reader Mm -hmm. I didn't know what the word meant so I went and asked my mother wow I can see it in my mind I can see the house we were in the kitchen we were in I walked into the kitchen in the middle of the afternoon and I said mom what does the word masturbation mean and she froze (laughs) and in that moment of silence I thought oh, this is a word that means something that's one of those questions that I'm not supposed to ask. Right. If there was a way for me to get out of this, I would, because my mom was (laughs) so clearly thrown by this and so clearly frozen. And she tried. She said, well, you know, it's when, you know, you know, (laughs) when, when boys, you know, when they play with themselves. Well, clearly I don't know because I'm asking. And when she said play with themselves, first image I got in my mind was Hot Wheels cars. Right. (laughs) What what does that mean? I had no clue. But all I wanted was to get out of that conversation. Right. So So you took it, right? I I took it and left. And I went to the dictionary and I looked it up. And the definition in Webster's Dictionary was no more enlightening. Oh. It said something like, giving yourself pleasure and i was like what does that mean well that doesn't (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know when i actually figured out what the word meant but i remember the first time i asked what it meant yeah i can't believe you asked that's amazing yeah and kids are asking now which was just unheard of back then i remember i was in third grade i know the house we were living in And my uncle, who lived in Ottawa, sent me a book for my birthday. And it was Where Did I Come From? It was a book to explain to children how babies are made. And it's a it's a illustrated book. Mm -hmm. And my mom opened the book and slammed it shut right away. And she said, oh, my God, we're not ready for this. And I thought, well, I got to see what's in there. I am ready. Yeah, I got to get in that book. If you were a precocious kid and you were a good reader, you probably got information from the library and stuff like that. But what we had access to was... Garbage. It was ridiculous. (laughs) Then along comes, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Right? Mm -hmm. What are sort of your earliest memories of that book? Well, first of all, I'll say when I reread the book, or first I saw the movie, I was like, 
I don't remember a religious theme like thread through this book. I don't remember it. Even though God's in the title. Even though God's in the title. I know. I'm like, I don't know how I didn't put that together, but I had no memory of that. So that was the movie. And then I started listening to the book and then it came to me and I was like, oh, wait, she had the ability to choose what religion she wanted to be. And I remembered that I went, wait a second, I can change religions. What? Right? Well. So I did. What? Yes. And it was because of the book. Now, for all those people out there that want to ban this book, like, don't use this as a quote. It changes kids' minds on religion. Okay, back up your bus. Yeah. What religion were you? I was Anglican. So my dad was Anglican. So we were brought up Anglican. Okay. My mom was Catholic. And I wanted to be with my friends who were all Catholic. So I wanted to hang out with them on Sunday mornings. So I switched to Catholic. Which basically, what's the point except for who you're hanging out with? Because there's a lot of similarities between Anglicans and Catholics. My dad always says, Anglican is the same as Catholic without the guilt. Both my parents were raised Catholic. Mm -hmm. But my dad became an agnostic probably in his early teens and wow. his family even though he was technically catholic mm-hmm. his father didn't practice didn't force them to practice it okay so the mother tried but it was kind of like it wasn't a big deal yeah so but my mom was like church every sunday confession mm-hmm. like the whole nine yards so they agreed when they had a child that they would baptize me catholic mm-hmm. but not force me to go to church or catechism it would always be my choice and then when I got old enough, if I wanted, I could make my own choices. But Amazing. They, they would do the rights yeah. because if I decided to stay Catholic, it's nice to have them already, you done, already have it done, not have to do it when you're an right. adult. It turns out I did catechism till the end of grade 12. Wow. Which is unheard of because everybody quits after confirmation, was, right? Yeah. Yeah. There was a guy in my catechism class that I had a huge crush on. <laughs> And he had to go. Yeah. So I went. So you went. And then I had another really good friend whose mother really wanted her to go. Mm-hmm. So because I was going, she would go. So her mom thought that was great. And she was the sweet. Her mom was the sweetest, nicest lady. And to know that I facilitated that woman having some joy is so meaningful to me. So That's me, awesome. me and my friend finished catechism all the way up to grade 12. We went to church, me and two other friends. Every once we got our driver's licenses and could go to church by ourselves, yeah. Every Sunday night, Sunday mass from seven to eight. This was like a social. I was like, <laughs> "Who's gonna get the car? We're going to church." It was like, "What the fuck, man!" But That's so funny. There were these really cute guys in church, yeah. and they used to go on Sundays, and they were four years older than us. They were college guys, mm-hmm. so they'd be there, like, all summer and on the holidays and stuff. Yeah. And you'd have to strategically plan where you sat. Yeah. Because we used to shake hands, remember? Oh, yes. And you didn't want them sitting behind you, because then you'd spend the whole time going, oh, my what God, what's my hair? Yeah, right. what's my hair they, look like? What are they saying? What's yeah. my butt look like? Mm-hmm. The best scenario was that they got there first so we could sit behind them because then we could stare at them the whole time right. and not have to worry about anything. But you had to like, are my hands sweaty when we do the handshake? Oh, God, you know, <laughs> so what's funny. the whole thing? And 
now that I have raised, for the most part, and you're in it, so you'll get this. Now that I've raised boys, mm-hmm. it was such a mind-blowing experience for me to realize that those boys had no idea that we were even there. Right. The fact that we would plan mm-hmm. and calculate and put effort into this. Yeah. No fucking clue. No. Like, it, that was such no. a waste. It was like boys I had crushes on in high school. It was like, oh, I can't wear this sweater tomorrow because I wore it on Tuesday. <laughs> you know, Jeremy will notice that I'm wearing the same sweater twice in the same week. Did he week. even know you were there on Tuesday? He didn't even, he didn't even know I fucking exist. <laughs> oh, my God. This, are you ready for this one? So we have a group chat, right? Do you have a group chat with, you probably have yeah. several group chats, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So I've got a group chat with my three oldest friends that we've been friends since middle school awesome so the other day one of them messages us and she says i got a facebook request from this guy and she screenshotted it and she said i think we went to high school with him i sleep in later in the morning so by the time i wake up in the morning there's like all this stuff happening in the group chat that they've been talking about for hours the other two friends are like yeah we went to high school with him blah 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 i get to it and i'm like yeah, we went to high school with him. I had a huge crush on him. I said, this friend will probably remember who he is because we would have been, we would have done so many drive-bys by his house. <laughs> and so that it's like, well, does he, does he live in Moncton? Da, da, da. So we're, it's, it's like, well, why don't you just accept his friend request? All our questions will be answered, right? Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, because what if he wants to message me and I can't remember who he is? And I said, he's not going to message you. It's just a friend request. Right. She said, well, he better not. I'll be pissed off. The next morning, 645. Ding, ding, ding in the chat. Thanks a lot, you guys. And she screenshot it. Okay. <laughs> but when I read the message, it was clearly a hacker. Uh, you know how you can tell? They, it's just, yes. it's a, it's off. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, no, no, no. You've been hacked. Don't, don't answer, you know, whatever. Abort, abort. Uh, what was the point of that story? What were we talking about again? Boys in church in high oh, school. Oh, I said, yeah, I, I know this guy. I had a huge crush on him because I had a huge crush on every single guy in high school. <laughs> so she's like, did he play basketball? And I'm like, just a sec. So I grab the yearbook because I have everything archived over here. Eh? So I grab, that's the Sassy Pants uh, Archives <laughs> Museum <laughs> section. That's another section. Okay. So I pulled the yearbook. I'm like, no basketball. She's like, did he play any other sports? I'm like, do you seriously expect me to go through all the pages? Well, just a minute. Wait, if it, wait, let me see if there's an index. Oh, there's an index. No, he's only in there twice. No sports. She's like, I just thought, you know, off the top of your head or whatever. Point being, I have never exchanged a word with this guy in my entire life. But I had a huge crush on him. Mm-hmm. Crush on what? I've never right. even said hello to this person. Mm-hmm. I know where his house is because... I feel like drive-bys were normal in our generation. They but were. My husband and my kids treat me like that's really out there stalker behavior. No, it's we like did it. We were always driving around in cars. That's all we had to do. Drive around in cars, did. listen to music. We all met at a, well, it was Ben's in Miramichi. Oh, okay. Because yeah. you didn't have a McDonald's. No. Yeah. Yeah, we did later on, but we still met at Ben's. But anyway, it was an old hamburger joint. Yeah. And then, oh, it's fantastic. My pa- My parents met there. Like, how cool is that? That's super cool. Yeah. So that's where we'd all meet, decide, what are we doing? Drive around. Yes. Yeah. It was the thing. Yeah. And then go to a field, maybe. (laughs) Party. (laughs) 
right? (laughs) My point being, I spent, I don't know how much time obsessing about this boy Mm -hmm. who didn't even know I existed. (laughs) What a fucking waste of time. When I think back, I think, part of me thinks, I I might like that time back. (laughs) I'm not exaggerating, Pamela. I spent so much fucking time talking on the telephone. I spent as much time on a landline as kids today spend on their cell phones. I did the same. We got call waiting because Mm -hmm. I was on the phone so much. And I would have both lines tied up. Mm -hmm. And one time my dad, because he used to walk home from work, it was his exercise. Okay. But this day it was raining and he wanted to drive, Mm -hmm. but he couldn't get through because I had both lines tied up. Mm -hmm. So he tried for about 30 minutes and then he got pissed off and walked home in the rain. (gasps) And by the time he got home, he was really fucking pissed off. Yeah. But he didn't say a word to me after I got up from supper and went back to my room to get back on the phone. My phone was gone. Mm. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. He took my phone. Mm -hmm. Damn. And I don't know what the relationship was like with your parents, but what I had to do is I had to get my mom on the sly and say, mom, uh... Did dad take my phone? Yes, your father took your phone and he is not happy and you're not, I don't know when you're getting it back. You're going to have to wait till he calms down. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've heard that. Which was like taking away a kid's cell phone, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was devastating. So my dad got a second line. Okay. Yeah. We had two lines growing up. And (laughs) did you tie up two? No, no. no. Two separate. No, no. Two separate lines. We had call waiting like later in high school when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. You had a kid's phone. We had, no, no. We had a house phone and that's what we used. That was every house, every phone in the room. You know, yeah. every every room had a phone. Yeah. But there was a separate line in mom and dad's bedroom. So they could use the phone if we tied it up. Oh, so they had a parent's line. Yeah. Because I remember from time to time you'd run into a kid whose household had a kid's phone. Right. So the parent line and then the kid line. Yeah. We would use the parent line too, but. Yes. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that was like the richest, bougiest. It was like having an in-ground pool in your backyard. Yeah. Like if you had a kid's line, that was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you've made it. Getting back to the religious thing, like yeah. switching religions. I just didn't go to the Anglican church on Sunday and then the next Sunday go to the Catholic church. I had to do, I think it was a year of every Monday going to visit a nun and do these classes. You actually converted? I actually converted. Yes. What the fuck? Yeah. No, I did it. Okay. On one hand, part of me admires your commitment. And on the other hand, I'm like, is that like me and the boys? Do you wish you could get all that time back? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because, I mean, it turned into C&E, right? We stopped going to church after, What's you know, C&E? Church of England? Oh, Christmas and Easter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And then I had this boyfriend for three years where his mother made us go to church and we wouldn't go on Sunday morning. So she'd be like, well, you have to go Saturday night then and oh. like before you go out. So we would walk into the church at the back, pick up, what do you call them? The little... The missiles. No, the, the papers. like the, the bulletins. Bulletins. We'd pick up a bulletin because she would want us to see the bulletin to make sure we went. So we'd take the bulletin and then sneak back out. Okay, I got a treat for you. Pamela, yeah. are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yahweh, I know you are near, (laughs) standing always at my 
side. You guide me from afar. Were you in the choir? No. (laughs) But I was a very committed singing audience member. Wow. And I am a terrible singer. I was a lip syncer. (laughs) Not a singer. What did they call the little books? The hymn books. No. The the prayer. uh... Missiles. Oh, I didn't. Missilettes? Missilettes? I can't believe oh, I can't remember. Oh, the little paper the, ones. They were paper, and they had a, a paper clip in them. I don't know. And they know. changed, like, every so many weeks. Like yeah. they, with Like, there was, like, I don't know, seasons like or something. Like, every month or something, wasn't it? Uh, yes, whatever. And they'd have different, like, artwork yes. on the covers and stuff. Yeah. Okay, so I can tell you, as an obsessive-compulsive person, <laughs> even though I didn't know it back then, the Catholic religion is very soothing for people with obsessive compulsive disorder because it is super obsessive. Everything is a ritual. Everything is a routine. The rosary beads. It's fucking psycho. Okay. Yeah. But it fed my OCD. The only... Really? The only thing I couldn't handle, I could never tolerate the smell of incense when they burned incense. Yeah. Now, I don't know what it was like at your church, but where we went, they only burned it on the high holidays. So it was... But it was like... I would have like an allergic reaction. I fucking hated that incense. I didn't know how the altar boys could stand being right over that smoke and pot. And it was the wrong kind of smoke and pot. (laughs) Do you know what the purpose of incense is in the Catholic Church? And you should because you converted. So you did the catechism later in life. Show off your... Well, it's a cleansing, right? Yeah. Is that wrong? It chases away evil spirits. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it worked. No, I don't. (laughs) I loved like being on my knees on those padded benches. Oh, I felt so smug and sanctimonious. My rosary beads and my oh, oh lighting candles where you put the quarter or the you put the money in and you'd light a candle at the back of the church. Did I never not? did that. <gasps> I lit so many fucking candles praying to God really? to get whatever boy I had a crush on at the time to like me. <laughs> I'm sure I funded how much gold is in the Vatican? Yeah, it's all the fucking candles I lit in church. Wow. Oh, novenas. When you would say a prayer to a particular saint for a particular purpose. Right. Like St. Jude, the patron saint Mm -hmm. of lost causes or something like that. Yeah. Okay, that's amazing. So my grandparents were like devout Catholics. They didn't push it, though. One day my sister, we we went there one day, probably after church, and my sister and my cousin, who are the same age, they walked around the house and counted all the God things. (laughs) There was 50. What? <laughs> Is that in your grandparents' house? My grandparents' house. Oh, my God. 50 God things. No, but no. I would I would say that there was a crucifix in every room with the palms dried yes. out from the last Palm Sunday, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But my love Palm Sunday. So my mom would take us to church because of her parents yeah. to show respect. But it was like... Okay, we'll go to the Basilica, and we did that for a while. And then the base in Miramichi had a church, and we found out, oh, that church is 20 minutes. Mm. He talks so fast, it's 20 minutes. Express Church. So that's where we went was Express Church. That's why you never went to Mass Sunday at 11. That's because, when we would go. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. You want to do that Saturday, 4 p.m., bing, bang, boom, you're done for the weekend. Yeah. 
or we would have preferred Saturday, but we went on Sunday to chase the boys. So, right. you know, and then one time, and this was like one of my favorite memories, mom was driving us and she always, she sped everywhere. She was always late, always speeding. So she's speeding out in the base. I mean, we lived three minutes away. Like it was ridiculous. But anyway, she's speeding, gets stopped by the cops on the base. And my sister and I are just like, yes. Because you'll miss it totally. Totally missed the mass. She took us out to a restaurant. We had breakfast. Oh, best Sunday morning ever. Best. <laughs> best. So after that, we'd be like, Mom, you should speed up. I'm not speeding. <laughs> so I went to church every Sunday till I went to university. Wow. I mean, except for I'm sure there was a Sunday here or there that got skipped for whatever reason. I really spent a lot of time in church. I have one more church story for you. Okay. Okay. Which all of this is all extremely topical because the question I wanted to ask you was when we read, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret in say 1983 mm-hmm. religion had a much bigger place mm-hmm. in our age groups lives than the 11-year-olds reading Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, in... Absolutely. Which I think it probably depends what religion you're in, but I'm mm-hmm. just saying, if I think of how much church was in people's homes in 1983 compared to 2023, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a difference. Yeah. And I, I wondered if she was going to have to make adjustments to that. Because you know, I, cause I understand they have made some updates in the newer published versions. Mm-hmm. My last church story. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. I lost my virginity on a Saturday night. Okay. Okay. Yes. And the next day, Sunday, going to church for 7 p.m. mass. Mm -hmm. Okay. Walking into church for the first time, having lost my virginity, feeling like the whore that clearly lightning was going to come down from the sky and strike me dead. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. We go to sit down, and our church had solid wood, hard wooden pews. Yeah. And I sat down on the pew. It hurt so bad, I jumped back up. Oh, no. And then I thought, oh, my God, everybody knows. <laughs> everybody knows. <laughs> it was... That was God striking down on you. <laughs> oh, that memory is... You know how some memories are, like, seared in yes. your brain, and you can see, like, what you were wearing? Yeah. It's like you're looking through your eyes again? Mm-hmm. That memory is seared in my brain. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so you agree that in 1983, there was more church going on. Yes. Which is probably why you didn't notice the religious element the first time you read the book, because it was so normal. It was part of our lives. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They did do a little updating scooch of a twist on that in the movie. I don't know if you noticed it. But when Margaret writes her letter to the teacher, mm-hmm. Mr. Benedict, at the end of the year, the letter that the actress read in the movie, the letter that Margaret read in the movie was very close, but was not word for word to the letter in the book. And I loved what they said in the movie because it was a more contemporary approach to spirituality. Yes. It, it was more definitely more inclusive. Yeah. As opposed to what, and I'm not saying what was in the book was exclusive. I'm not saying that at all. I remember uh, I was totally excited to get the book and I reread the book many, many times. Yes. The first time I found out about what a period was, I was in grade four. One of the boys was 
talking about oh you're on your period like kind of making fun mm-hmm. at the girls and I was like what is he talking about like that makes no sense so there was a few of us that were like confused anyway one of our friends pulled a couple of us aside and explained to us what a period was no she made it like a horrifying (gasps) terrible scary it was brutal (laughs) clearly she didn't start her period yet because wow it was so graphic and so shocking I stood on the playground and I was somebody that never got in trouble bell rings I'm there you know what I mean the bell rang and I couldn't move I was like what couldn't wrap my head around what I was hearing. Were you terrified? Terrified. <gasps> what terrified. did you do with that information? I kept it all inside. I didn't know what to do. Like I, it wasn't something that I could go home and ask my mother about. Okay. We just yeah. didn't talk about stuff like that. Did you? Were you a kid that would have thought to go look something like that up in the library? No. Okay. No. I probably would have been too shy to even go near books like that. Yes. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So when I got the "Are you there, God?" it was like, oh. Oh, thank God it's not that bad. <laughs> I don't know, Pamela. It was pretty I'm not, fucking bad. I'm not going to bleed to death. Like, you know oh, what I mean? It, okay. was, it was just... I don't yeah. know. I feel like the horror show was more accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, many years later. Yes. <laughs> I don't actually have a memory of finding out about periods. No, I don't. I do have a memory of... I think it was fifth grade. I remember a boy in the class taking a Kleenex writing on it with a red marker Mm -hmm. and throwing it on the floor and going, ew, somebody got their period. Oh, nice. I remember, I knew what the reference was, Mm -hmm. but I also remember the feeling of like, oh, I'm a girl and that's going to happen to me. So it must not have happened yet. So, but I remember that shame and horror and gross and all those things. And do you remember the stress? Yes. Oh, that was the worst part of the story. It's going to happen. You're not going to have any control and you're like, you're all your pants. Everything is going to be, you know what I mean? And everyone's going to know. Like it was just like the, (laughs) the terror of worrying about getting your period in a place or in a circumstance that it would be noticeable to other people. That was terrifying. Yes. And where do you go? And what do you do? Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was brutal. And then once you started having a period, the terror of bleeding through mm-hmm. when you're out in public. Yeah. You'd ask your friends, is there anything on the back of my pants? Check the, can you check the back of my pants? Right. Is there anything on the back of my pants? Like, right. right? Oh, though, so in the early days, I would wear, remember stirrups? Yes, stirrup pants. Yeah, oh I would my plan God. my outfits. I'd wear the stirrups with the long tunic tops. I'd have no chance of ever have that I used to tie I used to have like sweaters and sweatshirts to tie around my waist oh good idea you could always cover it with that but that was the most Mm -hmm. terrifying I actually bled through my (gasps) clothes onto a chair at work in adulthood no way which was horrible but was much less horrible than doing it in middle school or high school right yes so the terror of waiting to get your period yes. and the fear of the unknown, because you didn't know what the experience was going right. to be. No matter how much information you had access to, you didn't know what the experience was going to no. be like for you. No. Do you, did it resonate with you in the book and the movie that the girls were excited to get their periods and this was something that you didn't want to happen too late? You didn't want to be the last one? It's surprising how excited 
and anxious they were to start because I was like, why? Except at the same time, I wanted to start to get it over with. Oh, okay. So I wasn't excited because, oh, then, you know, you're... You're, you're a woman you're now. You're a woman now. No, no. Just let's get it over with so I can stop stressing so much about what this is going to be. That's fair. I was like the girls in the movie. You were? Oh my God, yes. I wanted to be first. I didn't want to be last. I wanted to be a grown-up. I wanted to be a woman. And then when it happened, after the first probably couple of times, it was like, well, oh. wait a minute. <laughs> okay, I have a really good story to tell you. Okay. I have a friend, a very close friend, wonderful human. When her daughter got her first period, she had already prepared her for it because now we do that as opposed to... Isn't that nice? Yeah, it's... Wow. And eh? the products they have now, like... <laughs> it's like... Wait, like what? underwear, really? What the fuck? I know. So her daughter got her first period and she told her mom and her mom's like, oh, okay, you know, remember we talked about all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. The daughter went to bed and that night she said she was like, I was like, yes, crushing it. Mom, I did that. My daughter got her first period and I fucking mommed it. Next morning, come down for breakfast. She says to her, oh, how you doing? Do you have any cramps or anything? And her daughter goes, no, I'm okay. But I can't believe this happens every year. Oh, <laughs> And she went, oh, <laughs> this is going to be tough. Yikes. Can you imagine? Every year. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing, though? Oh, God. A year. <laughs> so I haven't actually had a period since 2006 because I have had IUDs. Oh. And I don't even know how I endured that atrocity for as long as I did. That is a fucking horror show. Why hasn't somebody done more to fix this Like situation? putting one in, you mean? No, having periods. Oh, having periods. I thought you meant putting an IUD. Oh, well, I tried that once terrible. and I, I threw up and was like, <laughs> no, nope, that's not going to work. And they were like, we're, you're going to have to come in. We're going to have to put you out. I got IUDs specifically to not get my period because my tubes are tied. So I don't use them for birth control. Okay. The first time I had one put in, I feel like it's something around women's reproductive health that you don't find out what a horror show it's going to be till it's actually happening. True. It's like they don't want you to know on purpose yep. because you can't do anything about it and why worry about it? Right. But it is, I go to have this IUD put in and the gynecologist tells me, we need to put it in while you're having your period. Yeah. Because then your cervix is a little bit softer and a little bit more open. Mine was not. Right. <laughs> she wanted to do it in her office, like on the exam table. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. You're going to need a bucket or something. Oh, my God. This is going to look like you're going to, this is going to look like a fucking crime scene. Okay. She's like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I understand. Anyway, we did it. It hurt like a motherfucker because mm -hmm. they're like, oh, if you've had a baby, naturally you're it's a little bit easier your service like fuck no. that anyway we got it in it worked i didn't get a period that's great after five years i went to have it swapped out to get another one put in yeah but because i hadn't had a period in five years my cervix was apparently very dry and tight <laughs> which closed. although admirable qualities <laughs> oh not admirable qualities for a vagina you want tight and no. wet but not dry and tight. right anyway apparently a dry tight cervix Oh my God, it hurts. So this time we did it in the hospital, like a day clinic or whatever. Yeah. It hurts so bad. She said, I can't do it. She said, I'm afraid I'm going to puncture your cervix. I think we tried one more time and she said, if it doesn't work, 
I'm going to have to put you under. Mm -hmm. Well, I borrowed two Ativan from a neighbor. Okay. Because I I could not go through this again without help. So I took these two Ativan. She got it in and she said, okay, we won't do that again. The next time we'll put you under, take the old one out, put the new one in, you'll be done. Well, when it was time to do that, she wasn't doing it anymore. They put everything through the IUD clinic at the hospital. Oh. This guy, he's amazing. He's so good at it. He's so quick. This doctor, everybody loves him. Oh, he doesn't please. put people out because you don't need to be put mm. out. He's so good he's at it. Because he's a man and he's never gone through it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have like terrible anxiety at this point. This is a list of all the drugs I took to <laughs> in preparation for this appointment. <laughs> and just to be clear, I did not drive myself. Okay. Okay. Good to know. I took Ativan. I took 50 milligrams of Gravol. Okay. I took 10 milligrams of morphine. Oh my God. Because I begged a doctor to give me two five milligram pills of morphine because I convinced this person that it would be more detrimental to my mental health to have to go through this without it (laughs) than to have it. So they conceded (laughs) reluctantly. I had 10 milligrams of morphine. I had... Gravol, morphine. Uh, I had 400 milligrams of ibuprofen. Okay. And two extra strength Tylenol. Okay. (laughs) Were you even coherent? I wanted to take cannabis. I wanted to take all of that in addition to take cannabis. Mm -hmm. And my husband said, oh my God, they're going to not put in your IUD. They're Mm going to send you to the emergency room and pump your stomach (laughs) fair <laughs> it's like it's okay i'm not gonna tell them what i took but i so i took everything but i did not take the cannabis you're getting to the hospital i'm like oh god it's not gonna work nothing's happening nothing's happening and then i'm standing in the hall outside the iud clinic it's like whoa there it goes whoa, it's a party so by the time i get in there i am high as fuck and the, the while I'm on the table, I'm telling the gynecologist. Actually, to be fair, it was horrible, but it was super fast. Okay. And I endured it. And when it was over, I was like, oh my God, it's over. I'm so glad it's over. Oh, you have no idea how I was so... I just started telling him all this stuff. Oh my God. He's like, oh my God. He goes, did I ever deliver one of your babies? And I said, no. He said, oh, that's too bad. That would have been a good time. I'm like, no, Whoa. it was not. <laughs> You're very lucky you were not involved in either of those situations. Anyway, so that's the last IUD, and this one should take me through. So I th- don't think I get have to take it out till I'm 57, so surely it should be done by then. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry I didn't decide to go through with that. It's so fun being a woman. God, so it's ridiculous. Yeah. I reread the book mm-hmm. when we found out the movie was coming out yeah. because I thought I had read it like you. I had read it multiple times at the time, mm-hmm. but hadn't read it in a long time. Yeah, however yeah. long it was, a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> so I get the book. I start reading it, and I'm not very far in, and I sat there in complete and total utter shock, horror, and confusion as I realized. I am Nancy Wheeler. Really? I'm Nancy Wheeler. And it is so true that I went to my friends and they laughed so hard. One of my friends changed my name to Nancy Wheeler in the group chat. Oh my gosh. 
Okay, let me think about this. I had secret clubs that I forced people to join and always made myself wow. president and made all the rules. I can see that, yeah. Totally would have showed up at your front door on the first day you moved in and said, hi, my name is so-and-so and we're in the same class. You were the one that ran up to me when at the first day at work. Hi, I'm Danielle. And I was like, oh, thank God, I have someone to talk. Because my first day was a social event. Like with 30 people, I knew nobody. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, you totally did that. Okay. I was that's super relieved. A, that's very... See, sometimes introverts like extroverts. Absolutely. Sometimes they do. Mm-hmm. Not all the time, but some of the times. Yeah. Yeah. What was horrifying about realizing that I was Nancy Wheeler is she is objectively horrible. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I'm a terrible person. And then, remember I told you at the beginning that I went and listened to other... Podcasts. Yes. Yes. There weren't very many, but there was this one called the Drunk Guys Book Club. Okay. And it's these four guys. They're American. I have no idea how old they are, but they drink beer Mm -hmm. and evaluate the beers while they discuss a book. Wow. Okay. And they chose, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. If I could trash the book. Trashed it. What? Oh, yeah. They don't get it. Yeah. And they hated Nancy Wheeler. And they called her some of the most horrible names. And every time they said it, I was like, oh, Uh. oh, damn, cuts like a knife. (laughs) Yeah. So that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. Okay. Because to make myself feel better, because I feel like I have grown as a person, even though for the longest time I was Nancy Wheeler's mom. Yikes. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I didn't put the effort into physically... But I was that much of a bossy, pretentious, bitchy, snobby. Yeah, totally. So to make myself feel better, we're going to talk about why sometimes you need a Nancy Wheeler in your life. Right. Okay. And you just gave a really good example. When you showed up at work on the first day, you didn't know anybody. There's like Mm -hmm. 30 people there. In that moment, you're like, yes, Nancy. I was totally grateful. I was, it was so awkward. It was so awkward to walk into, you know what I mean? Your first day of work, you're arriving at the office and you walk around and meet people. You know what I mean? But I was invited to a social event. Yeah. This is my first day on the job. And you meet everybody and I don't remember anybody's names. Oh God, that seems overwhelming. It was so overwhelming. I saw a meme and it said, 10% of introverts have no friends and the other 90% wait for an extrovert to befriend them and then tell them what to do or something like that. (laughs) I was like, oh, damn. Except Kim. Kim is one of my few friends that's not an introvert. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's because I talk so much. There's only space for me to talk. If you're a big talker, you know, Mm -hmm. which Nancy Wheeler was. But I can't even tell you how many stupid secret clubs I had with stupid secret rules and I made my pre- myself president of every single one of them. Of them. That was the that was the deal. That's so funny. Yeah. I did some mean things. All joking aside, I did some things that I'm not proud of. Mm-hmm. Sometimes though you want that friend who's going to be the first one to walk into the gym at the dance. Yep. The school dance yep. or the party. You sort of want that friend in the group who's going to I shouldn't say cuz I probably wasn't a great influence in terms of peer pressure. Sometimes you want a friend who's going to push you out of your comfort zone. Yes. Not always, but yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really good at that. 
Yeah, I can see you being really good at that. Or bras, getting your first bra. Oh my god. Yes, that was on my mind today when I was making a list in my head. Okay, mm-hmm. you first. What was your getting your first bra was a big milestone. Yes. What was your do you have any memories of that that you would like to share? I was a late bloomer as you call it. Yeah, so all my friends had them. Oh. I did not have one. I wanted one so bad, could not ask my mother. Oh. What yeah. did you do? I just would just like hope that one would appear in my drawer one day. And I then I was like, I cannot go into grade seven and not have a bra. Grade seven? Yeah. So wow. all the summer of grade six, I was just in this anxiety loop. Oh, like, yeah. how am I going to go in the first day of school when all my friends have bras and I don't have a bra? And then at one point in the summer, there was two training bras placed in my drawer. And I was like, thank God. So I remember saying to mom, like, do I wear these now? And she was like, no, wait till school. Like, I was like, okay. So first day of school, grade seven was the first day that I wore a bra. Wow. Didn't want anybody to see it, but I didn't want anybody to, I didn't want anybody to not know, to know, to think that I didn't have one. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. I just wanted the security of having it. Yes, but you didn't, I know what you mean, but you didn't want anyone to know. Right. You didn't want boys to be able to see your bra through your t-shirt or your shirt or whatever. Right. That would have and been... I was wearing a dress and I was sitting in math class and I remember hit, feeling this, I don't it was like a pinch or something on my back and I was like, what is that? And I whipped around and the guy behind me, had a smirk on his face, but it instantly turned red at the same time. So yeah. I was embarrassed he was caught. So I moved my chair up because I didn't know what was going on. And when I got home that night, I realized he took a pencil and wrote, like, drew a line across my bra strap. <gasps> yeah, like on my dress. And oh, I was like, no. oh, I, was I thought you were going to say he snapped your bra. No, he drew, drew a line with oh a pencil my on my God. dress. That's traumatic. I was mortified. Yeah. Yeah. So after that, I sat kind of sideways in my chair so, so okay. I could keep an eye on him. Oh for the rest my. of the year. <laughs> I wonder what happened to that guy. I don't know. Okay. That's my bra story. That's a good bra story. And then story. they just never stopped growing after that. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like your period. It was like you wait for these things and you pray for these things and you hope for these things yeah. and you dream of these things. And then when you got them, you're like, okay, we can stop anytime right. now. Right. <laughs> Okay, my bra story is, I do not remember, ask, I was more of an early bloomer, so I'm going to say it was probably like grade five or six, Okay, certainly grade six, and I mentioned it to my mother, and she just gave me one of her bras because she's very petite. No. Yes. And that was kind of like, she's like, this is all you need right now, and I was like, Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh <laughs> At least I got two new ones. Yeah, I know. There's probably like still in the packaging with the tags on. Yeah, yeah. I got my mom's old stretched out beige. Yeah, it was disappointing. It was white to begin with, but... <laughs> But luckily, I grew fast, so she had no choice. I outgrew her, so she had no choice but to break down and take me bra shopping, I guess. First period stories. So we were waiting for it. Mm-hmm. What happened when you got it? I was at school. Oh, what? Yep. No. Yeah. 
but I didn't realize it, which I'm super happy about. Yes. You yes. would have been more to, like, I wouldn't have been able to go back. I wouldn't have been able to go back. To <laughs> I once tried but, to let my mother, I once tried to get my mother to let me stay home from school in high school because I had a cold sore. <laughs> I was like, I am not going to school with herpes on my face. I was like, I can't even, and now as a mom, I can't even imagine that moment. I can see the bathroom we're standing in and my mother with her hands on her hips going, well, Danielle, it's a cold sore. Like, you have to go to school. You couldn't put makeup on it or anything, right? Because right? then it would heal, it would take longer to heal. Okay, so, sorry, you got your period at school. Yeah, it was at the end of the day and I was getting my book bag and stuff and my, my coat and stuff, but I was wearing... You know those thick corded, like corduroy pants, but they had the thick whale yes. in them. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So I there were. Loved, I love corduroy. They were so comfy. Oh, corduroy is the and best. And they were purple. Oh! <laughs> what I wouldn't do to have a pair of pur- purple corduroy yeah, pants. They were awesome. So that's what I was wearing. Awesome. So I made it home with no no incident thank and god. then you got home and went to the bathroom went yeah so what do you remember what you felt i was like kind of stunned because i was like i've been waiting this for for so long and so i remember i called my mom like down to the bathroom and she gave me can i even say pads that's so weird to say yeah yeah she gave them to me anyway what else what are we gonna say sanitary napkins no i don't know it's just like my mother doesn't doesn't call the toilet a toilet it's a flush like she's got these weird words for things you know know, because you're you're anglo you're wasps pamela what you're white (laughs) anglo-saxon protestants no my mom was catholic (laughs) yeah but she's english catholic english catholic yeah they were more uptight yeah okay just a sec i have a fact for you okay in this podcast that I've been listening to, you're wrong about. Yeah, they do a story about the porn wars, okay. which is a thing that happened back in the '70s when porn became a thing. Yeah, and there was a right wing feminine, uh, a right wing conservative activist group that they were against porn. Okay, and they were called Women Against Porn, and they were commonly known as WAP. <laughs> So these were right wing, uh-huh. conservative, wow, female social activists. Okay, <laughs> is that not the best yeah. thing you've ever heard? Yeah. Okay. I did not. Yeah. Awesome. So you got home from school. You were stunned. Yeah. Yeah. And I just so and I kind of have a vague memory about it. So I remember going into my room afterwards, and mom came in, and I just said, "Please." Please don't tell dad. Don't tell anyone. Like, please don't tell anyone. I won't. Why would I tell anyone? I'm not going to tell anyone. (laughs) I know exactly where this is going. So, like, within the hour, I'm sitting at the kitchen table um, doing something. And my father comes around the corner with a smirk on his face. He's like, you're growing up. And I was like, and then he turned around the corner and went down the hall. And I was like, I, I, like, I couldn't even. That is horrifying. It was horrifying. That is horrifying. Mm -hmm. That's all I remember about that day. <laughs> that was enough. That is so much. Yeah. That is so much. Like, it wasn't even an hour. But I said, please don't tell dad. But you wouldn't, but you also wouldn't have wanted your brother to know. No. 
Did you tell your sister? No. Okay. No. See, as an only child, I would think that'd be something you'd tell your she sister. She was two years younger. Oh, okay. No, that's yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So oh, your story. That was good. <laughs> I got my period on a weekend. It lucky. was a Sunday morning. I know, super lucky. My mom was not home. She was working and my dad was home and I went to get in the shower. And when I got undressed, it was there. Okay. And I, I can completely resonate with the reaction that you had that. It's like you were waiting for it. Uh-huh. But then, of course, the time you weren't thinking about it is the time that it came. And you're like, what? <laughs> I remember thinking, I can't I can't tell my mom. I'm not good. I didn't want to tell my dad. You know, I looked after myself. And when my mom came home from work, I would have like quietly said, you know, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't even said don't tell dad because I know she would. But he <laughs> thankfully he did not acknowledge it, which is what you want. Right. right. Oh, my God. Oh my God. And then do you remember like the first time going to school when you had your period? It was like you you felt like there were flashing lights like mm-hmm. lit up all around you. Like yeah. everybody was going to know. I felt like I like I wasn't walking right. Oh, like, yes. Yeah. Well, it felt like you were wearing a diaper. Yeah. It was so bizarre. Right. Yeah. And probably the first two periods I was like, basking in the feeling the triumph of having blossomed into womanhood and then shit got real yeah and then I started actually quite young having quite heavy periods Mm -hmm. and I was terrified of you know it leaking through and showing in school my mother gave me a pair of panties to put on over my panties that had the pads in them really and it had a, a giant rubber gusset what they were like training pants for women so in the old days when you use cloth diapers you used to put that rubber panty on top of the yes well this was like that except the entire thing wasn't made out of rubber it was just the gusset so like the giant i didn't even know that existed giant me neither i don't know where my mother always had really heavy periods okay so she had a pair and she's like okay you can wear these yes they provided the security of knowing that you weren't going to bleed through right but they were so fucking hot and sweaty because they were rubber. rubber. It was terrible. And then, I don't know like what fucking year we got Tylenol in this world, but for some reason when I was in junior high school on my period, my mom would tell me to take aspirin, Mm -hmm. which is a blood thinner. Well, you... (laughs) Right? But it's like, no, I know, but did we not have Tylenol? Like, I don't... Like, what the fuck? And you would, and she would even say, well, you can take these, but it's going to make you bleed more. It'd be like, I don't fucking care. Uh, Then it's like, oh my God, you're at school bleeding like a, like a stuck pig in these rubber underpants. It was, oh. That's horrifying. It was horrifying. How long did you wear those for? Till I figured out how to wear tampons. Okay. Did I wear them even when I wore tampons? I was that person who wore a tampon a pad, and the rubber panties. Wow. Yes. Okay. How long did it take before you tried tampons? Uh, The third cycle. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I wasn't having anything to do with those pads anymore. Okay. They were disgusting. Did not want those. Yeah. What a situation. I mean, yes, we've graduated from belts. To stickers. But to stickers. (laughs) (laughs) Scratch and snip. (laughs) But I remember 
remember going to bed because the reason why I got an IUD in the first place is because I had such heavy periods. Yeah, that makes sense now. <laughs> and at night before you would go to bed, I would wear a tampon. I would put in like a full supersized, like like a roll of fucking paper towel, like the biggest <laughs> fucking tampon you can find, right? And I would put that in, but that would only last for like an hour or two. So then I'd, I'd, wow. have, to, I'd have to layer the pads in my underpants. So I'd have like three pads. So one in the middle, one up and one to make this like giant diaper. Yep. So then as I'm sleeping and the tampon is leaking, the pads are going to catch it. That's awful. Like what the fuck, man? Yeah. I would have my shower in the morning, put in the paper, the roll of paper towel and an hour later, it would fall out on its own. What? Yeah. Like just... You just sit on the toilet to pee and the tampon just falls right out. Wow. Yeah, it was a debacle. But apparently, do you do you know anything about these diva cups and those types of things? Because I would like to have that conversation with somebody, but... I have not tried one. I don't think our age I have is... a couple friends that use them. And they our age? Them. Yep. I have a friend that loves it, especially for sex. Because you can have sex on your period and there's no... Although... Why? I I did just hear about that a couple days ago that you can do that. That used to be your only week off. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, it's still not done yet. Yeah, I know. I know Mm. it's it's longer than usual, right? Yeah, yeah. I should keep an eye on that. Mine was really long, though. Mine was only about five days, but it was really fucking heavy. No. Mm. Every time... Mm -hmm. Oh my god! Until I had my first child, then if it... you have your period ten days out of the month and you get your period every twenty eight days, yes, yes. Oh, why hasn't anybody fixed that? I don't know why I'm not dead, really. <laughs> <laughs> but then I went. It went to eight days after I had oh, my that's... first baby, and then. And then it went to about six. Oh, after the it second, got better each time. After talk. the you second baby. Kept having more kids. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> if I was to ask you if you can remember any lies your mother told you, either wittingly or unwittingly, about women's reproductive health, do you have any examples of that? I'll tell the first one just to give you a. Yeah. Okay. So when I started developing boobs. Yeah. One was bigger than the other. Okay. And my mother said, oh, don't worry about that. It happens that way for everybody. When your boobs grow all the way in, they'll be this, they'll even out. No way. Yeah. That did not happen. No. So I pointed that out to her at the time and she said, oh yeah, that's totally normal. When you have a baby, they'll even back. No. (laughs) She did. And I went. Did she really believe that? No. Okay. And I said, oh, okay. And then that didn't fucking No. Happen. Your mom's a liar. <laughs> My mother used to tell me that it was only the sleep, the hours that you slept before midnight yes. that counted. Yes. You heard that too? Yes. Yeah. I believed that forever. I told my kids and Mark and Sam were like, mom, that doesn't make any I sense. Know. I'm like, no, it's true. It's a thing. My dad told me that when horses are in parades Uh they would put corks up the horse's bums so that they wouldn't poop on the the parade (laughs) so i was four years old and i thought my dad was like you know he was just 
he knew everything. Right? Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, the corks up the horse's bums, okay? <laughs> Fast forward 22 years. I'm 26 years old. Oh, no. I'm in the car with my husband and his parents. Mm-hmm. I don't know where we were going. The topic of parades came up, and I said, oh, like they put the corks up the horse's <laughs> And my husband looked at me and he went, what? And I proceeded to explain this. And he went, and his parents are like, what the fuck is she talking about? And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, how they put, he's like, Danielle, I just need you to stop and think about that for a minute. And I'm like, what, what? And he goes, I can't. And I'm like, what? Is it because if they poop, the corks will fall out? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I thought the corks would be, like, strong enough to hold it all in there. <laughs> I can't. His parents, when I got pregnant, his parents must have thought, oh, my God. Oh, no. What is going to happen to these children? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, those poor horses. <laughs> you know, the Animal Rights Act, That nobody would let that happen. No. My dad also told me that the reason why Catholics ate fish on Friday is because the Vatican bought all this stock in the fishing industry and it was down. So they <laughs> and I put up my hand in a first year university religious no. studies class. Oh my god! And said, so, "Well, we all know why the Catholics eat fish on Friday." <laughs> on Friday. <laughs> And then I went back and I said, Dad. And he goes, oh, my God, you didn't tell people that. I said, yes. I thought it was true. Oh, my God. That's yeah, I'm so a bit funny. naive. Okay. So do you, can you think of any things that your mom, what were vaginas called in your house when you were growing up? What was your, what was the kid word for vaginas? Your thing. Oh, your thing. Okay. Yeah, your thing. Oh, so that applied to both sexes. That was no, easy. No, no. For my brother, it was his birdie. Oh, birdie. Yeah, that was very, birdie was very common. Yeah. 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 And it really wasn't called, like, you didn't hear that very often. No. Okay. No. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah, not a topic of discussion. Mine was a dinky do. Dinky do. <laughs> Which, again, I'll make the point. Is inclusive because it applies to yeah, all genitals. For, yeah, for all of them. We yeah. were ahead of our time. I don't know where it came from. I just remember that's what it was. Think you do. And I didn't have a word for penises when I was a kid because I didn't have any brothers, so there wasn't right. any discussion about that. Right. I heard on the Real Housewives <laughs> in New Jersey, Teresa Judice referred to it as her chuckalina. Chuckalina. That was a new one. Okay. Hadn't heard that before. No. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just, I find that fascinating because so many families, I mean, some are common, but so many families have different words Mm -hmm. for that type of thing. Yeah. 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 I'm just going to make the comment about her going away to the camp all summer. Yeah. Blew my mind. Really? And I thought about that many times in my lifetime, going, how do you send, how do you go away for a whole summer at camp? Like, I went to camp twice. Yeah. And... I can't imagine being away for a whole summer. In a good way or a bad way? Just being away from your family and being away from your house and your comfort. And do you know what I mean? Basically two months. I think those camps run like six six or eight weeks. Yeah. That blew my mind. It's just, it wasn't common where we were growing up in New Brunswick 
but there are parts of Canada and mm. the United States where that is the norm. That yeah. was like the thing to do, right? Yeah. I would have wanted to go because I'm an extrovert and I would have wanted to meet all the kids. Yeah. But I had such terrible sex- separation anxiety from my parents. I was not able to successfully sleep over at somebody's house till I was 13. Oh, really? Yeah. And I remember in the ninth grade, the French immersion kids took a class trip to Quebec City. Yeah. So we were going to be gone, I think, two nights. And when the bus pulled away, I cried. And all the kids were like, wow. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh. I was like, oh, my God. fuck. And then when I went to university, oh, my God. It was like I had died. My mother had to shut my bedroom door. Her and really? I. She, she couldn't stop crying. I couldn't stop crying. Like, my aunt told me that she would call my mom at work. And mom would pick up the phone and go, yeah. And she'd go, do you want to go to lunch today? Mom would be like, no. Like it. Wow. It was it was rough on both of us. Yeah. I think I, I didn't and call... my parents were super excited when I left. You were both excited. Oh yeah, I was super excited to go. I didn't call home for the first three weeks because I was afraid if I talked to them, I'd say, "Come and get me. I yeah. don't want to stay here." And we didn't have any other. I mean, there was no text or email or no, whatever. Like they was, did not hear from me. It was the phone in the common room. Like right, right. We had it was like the end of the hall. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can you imagine? Every Sunday, go to the payphone, mm-hmm. call your parents. I know. And usually it was, uh, you'd have a great week and then anything bad happened, that's when you dump on the phone. Because you couldn't, you know, <laughs> it's terrible. Well, that's what parents are there for. I know. Yeah. Is there any other points you want to make about the camp that, culture? No, that just, that just always kind of blew my mind that you could let your child go away for that long and then as the child being away from that just I, I couldn't wrap my head around that you know how that. fucking great that would be for the parents oh my god it would be amazing there better not have been any bitching and complaining there about how tough they had it because wow <laughs> yeah wow yeah the mother was different in the movie than she was in the book mm-hmm. especially near the end like when she was t- doing the art classes and when she said no to the PTA committee. And that to me sounds modern. They updated the mother from the book to the movie. Yeah. But I did enjoy Rachel McAdams' portrayal. I did too. Yeah. yeah. She did a really good job. She was... Oh, and you know what else They that was the difference? Mm. In the book, there's not a showdown with the four, two sets of no, grandparents. it's... Yeah. 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 It's just the one set. Right. But they merged them all together. And the mother apologized to her daughter. Again, that's an update, right? Yep. That's so only in the movie. When Judy Bloom wrote the book, that would never have happened. No. <laughs> even even the most open minded of mothers wouldn't have done that. No. So that's a good update. That's so weird, I eh? like that's a whole nother show. Well, it sort of ex- yeah. <laughs> sort of explains why we're so fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I interviewed a friend on the show on Monday and he's a friend of my youngest son mm-hmm. so he's 20 he'll be 21 in September oh my gosh amazing amazing human amazing interview and when he was growing up he he was shy and introverted and I remember noticing when my kids were in school how differently we handled that compared to when we were growing up mm-hmm. would you have said you were an introvert when I started kindergarten, the teacher said to my mom, she is the shyest kid I've had in 25 years. Wow. Yeah. And then when I had grade 11, discovered parties and 
alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah. I <laughs> I swear I was an extrovert for a few years. Okay. I organized a lot of parties. Wow. Yeah. I was the girl to call to figure out what are the plans? Wow. Where are we going? Mm-hmm. If you will recall back when you were in kindergarten, mm-hmm. it wasn't okay to be shy. It no. wasn't okay to be introverted. No. That is something that we beat and punished and, mm-hmm. and shamed children. Yep. It was interesting to see how incredibly well this kid turned out because he wasn't shamed or beaten or wow. punished out of him. Yeah. Amazing, eh? Huh. Yeah. And what? <laughs> you think that works for other things too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Because, I mean, shy kids back then, like, they're backward. How many times did you hear that? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, they're backward. As an extrovert, I don't remember thinking negatively about a kid that was introverted. I was probably just so glad that they weren't talking so I could do all the talking that I thought they were great. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so Uh, needless to say, that's not what my kindergarten teacher said about me. No. (laughs) No. I've never heard that in all my years of school. I did actually. Mom went to a parent teacher at one point, and I think it was in junior high. And the teacher went, She will not stop talking. And my mom was like, uh, I'm Pamela's mother. <laughs> She's like, Yep. Yeah. And she will not stop talking. And she said, Oh, is she sitting beside so and so? And she's like, Yep. Yeah. She goes, That's why. <laughs> there was one person you talked to? There was, I had lots of friends. But I was a very much a good girl. Like, I'm not going to get in trouble for anything. You didn't raffle off a 24 case of beer in high school to raise money for Winter Carnival. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? No. Okay. That's another story. No. <laughs> we'll save that for the I did. Episode. I did pass out, like, I was telling someone the other day about grad night. And, you know, after grad, my parents had a great big party with all the friends, neighbors, families, or whatever. So you'd be there for an hour, and then you'd leave to go have your friend party. And I'm taking the liquor that dad bought for this party and putting it through my bedroom window to friends. <laughs> and people are coming up the front walkway <laughs> to come to this party laughing at the beer and everything coming through the window. <laughs> so even when you graduated high school, your parents wouldn't let you drink? They knew I drank, but I was taking dad's liquor. Oh, okay. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, those they were, were the well aware that parent. I was drinking. Yeah. 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 Okay, what else is on your list there? Just that party that they had. Spin the bottle. Oh, yes. Yeah. Good on you, Pamela. (laughs) We haven't talked about kissing games. Yeah. Kissing games. I fucking loved kissing games. Again, (laughs) Nancy Wheeler, I was the one saying, let's play spin the bottle. How come we're not? No, we need to play seven minutes in the closet. It was always me. And some kids were like, yes. And others were like, shut the fuck up. up. Yeah. The first kissing game I ever played was kissing tag. What's that? The boy was it. Uh-huh. And if he caught you, you had to go behind the neighbor's shed and kiss. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I remember I had a best friend who lived across the street from me. She's an amazing, amazing human. And we were in her backyard. And this boy that I had this major crush on, <laughs> grade four, five, and six, caught me. Let's be honest. I stood still. You became still. available. <laughs> got it. I stood still till he wandered wandered by. <laughs> anyway, when we got behind the shed, he gave me like a little peck on the lips. It was super cute. Was, I was like, oh my God. And then, okay, so that was whatever that was going on at that time. But I remember 
I wanted to kiss like they kissed on the soap opera. Okay. On Another World. Yes. And The Edge of Night. and Santa Barbara. Days of Barbara. Yes. yes. General Hospital. Isn't it funny that we used to watch those as kids? Yeah. Like, what, what were we doing? Well, that was the only thing on TV. That's true. I have so, so many memories of being homesick, lying on the couch, because that was where the TV was. Yeah. And my mother with the ironing board. Yes. And first it was like Phil Donahue, and then mm-hmm. it went into the soaps. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. And I don't even know how much. That woman ironed. I feel like the ironing board was mm-hmm. just a constant. So my mom has an iron press, and she's had one for years. She's gone through a couple, but she irons pillowcases. She once bought me a bathing suit when I was in junior high and brought it back to the store because when she ironed it, it burnt. And they were like, you did what? I have to say, I admire the commitment. Mm. I love iron sheets, especially pillowcases, but I don't have the capacity. No, no. no. Wasn't it great, those ironed pillowcases in your yeah. bed? Yeah, oh, well, I mean, every time we go home, there's iron pillowcases on the beds. Jesus, your dad's <laughs> shirts must have been, like, you could slice slice a tomato on, just, those, se- on yeah, those greases. I don't remember Mom ever, like, watching TV with us or a movie or, like, we'd have movie night or whatever, but she would always be behind the bar. We'd watch it downstairs. Dad had, like, a big screen and stuff. Yeah. And she would be behind the bar ironing with her press the whole time. And we're like, can you just sit down? Because you hear... It's like being in Orange is the New Black. Like she can't stop. That's hysterical. Yeah. That's hysterical. Okay, my mother tried to teach me how to iron. Okay. She made me stop in the middle and she said, you are so bad at this. You will never learn to iron. I will never teach you how to iron. Go away. That's awesome. <laughs> and I've never to this day. I don't iron. Like, I don't iron. I, I, that is I, a lost art. It's like cursive. Hand, it like went away. Like, you know the steamers, the hand steamers? Oh, yeah, clothing steamer. And yeah. I will do, like, if one of my kids has to wear a shirt, like a button-up shirt, I will steam that. And that's the extent of my ironing. I, I haven't done a lot of steaming. I have a steamer. I did some curtains so they'd hang right, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no. I know my mom is stunned that I iron nothing. I feel like my mother thinks I'm a disappointment that I can't iron. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Do you feel like your mother's disappointed that you don't iron your pillowcases? I I think she would be happy if I just did my shirts. (laughs) (laughs) So kissing tag, and then I have played spin the bottle. Actually, you know that story I just told you earlier about the president of our grad class? Yes. I remember kissing games in her basement. This is a very nice memory. I think spin the bottle, but I definitely remember three minutes in the closet or seven minutes in heaven or whatever the heck variation of that we were doing. Right. Because she had a closet and it had like a folding... Louver door. Yeah, but the plastic kind. Yeah. Remember it was like colored like wood paneling, but it folded. Yes. And I remember being in that closet with the same guy that I let catch me in kissing tag (laughs) and just thinking this is the best thing that will ever happen to me in my entire life. I'm in this closet with so-and-so and and, oh my God. But you didn't do anything. You'd have a quick peck on the lips and then it was like so awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what are your memories of kissing games? I don't have a lot. Okay. I, the first, it, well, the first one wasn't even a game, but it was, it was in grade four and I had a boyfriend, but we didn't do anything. Oh, yes. So I don't even know why we, but we all, the whole year we were girlfriend and boyfriend. Everybody knew it. Did you guys pass those notes in class? It's oh, yes. like, do you like so-and-so? Yes or yes, no? Yes, no, check one. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And my mom would always find them in our pockets. Yes. And she I swore she never read them. I just take it out and I throw it out. I don't want to know. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So, so yes. Yeah, so, I had I had a boyfriend. and But every now and then, the boys would decide and the girls would decide, let's make them kiss. He would take off running. I would take off running. All the girls would be chasing me. All the boys would be chasing him. They would catch the two of us, throw us down on the ground, and smush our faces together. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like that's assault in today's standards. Totally. The teachers would not be standing around like they did last then. You have a memory of this happening? Oh, like two or three times. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a, so that, that's, that's my a, very first experience. That's my very first guess. <laughs> that's a dilly. That's a dilly of a story. Oh, my God. Yeah. Party. There was kissing parties, and they were put on by one girl who lived up the street from me. Nancy Wheeler. Yeah. Well, did you of. Did you have a Nancy Wheeler in your life? Yeah, I did, but not at that time. Later on. Okay. Yeah. And but... did you like your Nancy Wheeler? or did Oh, you not... yeah, we were really good friends. Okay. Yeah. Some people like a Nancy Wheeler. I'm yeah. not saying I'm proud of it. I'm just saying. A lot of fun. And really good chats. No, yes, I... that's what we're known for. Yeah. Big fun. Mm-hmm. Really good chats. Yeah. A little bit of meanness once in a while. Well, that's it. That's going to happen. Yeah, got yeah. the meanness too. Right. But... Yeah, but no, it's hard to get the one without the other. The kissing parties, though. Yeah, how did I, how did I a kissing was, party run? What I was, was the... never invited. What? I was never invited. What? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Do you remember the trauma of not being invited to something? Yes, but at the same time, I really wanted to go and was jealous that it was a big party, and I knew they had the two minutes in the closet thing that was going on. Like everybody talked about it. Well, at yeah, 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 yeah. And at the same time, though, I was like, oh, thank God, because I was so shy. Yes. Okay, I understand what right? you're saying. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah. was very conflicting to yeah. me. That like you wanted to do it, but then it was super uncomfortable. Super, okay, thank God I wasn't kind of yeah. thing. But yeah. Oh, my God. I laughed in the movie when they were getting ready for the dinner. And they're jumping to get the nylons on, the pantyhose. Yes. They did a great like, job with that. Oh, I hated those so bad. Stuffing your bra. Oh, yeah, I didn't do that. I'm sure I tried it. I mean, I, did, I didn't go out in public, but I'm sure I tried it in oh, my yeah. bedroom. Oh, yeah, I tried it in my bedroom. Did not walk out of my bedroom, though. Practicing no. kissing. Uh, No, I think probably too scared to get caught, so no. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I did it with pillows. Not with my hand, though. That was probably smarter. Yeah. In the movie, Nancy Wheeler's Bedroom. Yes. Every girl's yeah. dream. Yeah. I wanted a canopy bed. So bad. Me too. When I was nine years old, at the end of grade three, we moved from Dartmouth to Moncton. And I didn't want to move because I had a best friend next door Mm -hmm. in Dartmouth. And she was 
the most beloved best friend and the thought of being separated from her was so my parents bribed me if i didn't make a fuss about it i could have a canopy bed we were moving one way or the other right but if you pull it together you can have a canopy bed and i got the canopy bed on the other end oh and it was phenomenal but my mother felt that the canopy collected too much dust yeah so I didn't get to keep the canopy up for very long, which was oh. very disappointing. Mm-hmm. So she took the canopy off and turned it into a four-poster bed, which was still yep. something. Mm-hmm. But I really wanted the canopy. Yeah. I wanted my bedroom to look exactly like Nancy Wheeler's. I went to see the movie with my girlfriends. Yeah. Who've known me since I was one of them nine years old and the other one probably 13 years old. So we'd already gone through the Nancy Wheeler thing. Every time Nancy Wheeler came on screen in the movie, mm-hmm. we would all break out laughing because whatever <laughs> she was doing, everybody knew that's exactly what I would do. Like, if they showed her bedroom, we're all like, oh my gosh. It's like Danielle's dream bedroom. It was, that's it so was, funny. It was fucked up. I'm enjoying it, but there's still a part of me that's like, oh. <laughs> so close to home. I need to revamp. Maybe I need to do some self-reflection. I think you do that, though. You, do, I'm not saying you, I think. You do do that. Yeah, I, I probably uh, overdo it. It's mm-hmm. probably part of my pathology. Because yeah. sometimes it's to the point where it's not comfortable for me or the people who are listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's sharing and then there's, you know, oversharing, oversharing. and then there's me. Yeah, yeah, I'm an overshare for yeah. sure. But I yeah. love that. Really? I love that quality in people. Why is it a bad thing? I don't know. I just feel shame afterwards. Like, why did I say that? Why did you say that? Like, oh, I can stop. usually get over it. Uh, I, I <laughs> spin and I go into a shame spiral for a few days after sometimes. I feel like I've gotten better at that. I mean, I'm not going to say it never happens, but I feel like that has Like improved. feeling bad afterwards? Yeah, that I can catch myself and... Kind of try to find a way to get out of it. Well, it's 20 fucking years of cognitive behavior therapy. I hope to God I can get something. Right, right. You know, pull myself together a little bit. So I will say I loved her bedroom. My bedroom. (laughs) Yeah. We were not. I just wanted to put up a poster. Like, you know what I mean? You weren't allowed to put holes in the wall. We're not. No, because my mom always hired interior decorator every few years and would bring in all the wallpaper books. And she would... (sighs) wallpaper paper books yes so my room was like wallpapered in different coordinating wallpapers couldn't you hide the pinholes in the wallpaper though no she would she would she no so you never had got to hang things on your walls no the only thing she let me do was i wanted to paint i wanted to paint something on the wall and she said you can paint it on your the inside of your closet door so she let me do that so I painted this big girl and this that's actually big... a really good idea. The inside of the closet. Door. Yeah, I had a lot of fun doing it. And after I did it, people were kind of shaming her going, uh, that's really good. Like, well, and <laughs> she's our... never painted over it. It's our... still there. Oh, that's fantastic. You have to get a picture of that sometime and show me. Oh, I will. I would love to see that because our audience doesn't know how artistic you are, Pamela. Oh, You're thanks. incredibly talented. Thank you. And you have pieces for sale. Yeah. At? Yeah, at Kept down in Moncton. At where? Uh, it's called Kept. Kept? Yes. K-E-P-T? K-E-P-T. Is that where the mercantile was? Yes. Okay. Yep. Always admired. Sometimes you post things on Facebook, and I've always been very impressed. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have them in several stores in New Brunswick. 
and Nova Scotia. So if I was going to say anything else about the movie, I think they did the nostalgia really, really well. Yeah. And I think that really resonated with our generation Mm -hmm. because it was exactly what life was like when we were there. Yeah. I think I read this in a magazine and she said she just couldn't see Margaret holding a cell phone. It was important to her that it was maintained in... Back in the 70s. Exactly. And I think that's perfect that they did that. Yeah. It was so close to the book. And do you know, well, you must have got this from the documentary, how long it took Judy Bloom to give somebody the rights to do the movie? Yeah. She really yeah. held on to that. That was, yeah. so this was obviously very meaningful. And I have to say, she said it wasn't until this director came, mm-hmm. and there was another, was it Mel Brooks or somebody, another famous person that she really respected? And she said, when I saw this young director's vision, mm-hmm. she said, I knew she was the right one. I'm glad she waited. Oh, me too. I cry. Yeah. Did you cry at all? Yeah. 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 There were some very poignant moments. Everything in there was our childhood. The kid who went around and mowed people's lawns. The sprinkler. The sprinkler. Yeah. Just being at friends' houses and having Oreos and that kind of bikes laying on the grass. That's in how the you yard. Knew everybody was. Yeah. Yeah. Knocking on people's doors. Right? Yeah. Yes. See if they can come out. Yes. To play. Yes. Yeah. 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 And and just her letting her go out the first day. Yeah, go on out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, no, where are your parents? Where do you live? <laughs> yes, what just, are you, where are you going? Just go over to that strange person's house. Sure. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fun. <laughs> I can remember when I was in the third grade. Well, it couldn't have been much younger because third grade's pretty young. The subdivision that we were living in was a brand new subdivision and there were still houses being Same built. Same as ours, Yeah. And I can remember having sleepovers with my best friend who lived next door. Because she would sleep at my house, but I couldn't sleep at hers because I couldn't make it through the whole night. Ah, okay. We would sneak out after dark and go out to these construction sites and prowl around. Mm -hmm. I think we were in our bare feet. Yeah. And our nightgown. Yeah. And then we'd come back. (laughs) No! died yeah a hundred different ways i know my sister used to go up the street and she was five maybe and sit on one of the big dirt piles oh yeah the construction and sit there and watch the tractors go back and forth in front of her (laughs) by herself (laughs) (laughs) i remember when my son was in grade 10 there was kids being dropped off at the house and one of the moms came to the door to do like the very formal meeting. Like, I want to check this out before I leave my kid here. And right. I was like, oh my God, are we still doing this? <laughs> when is this going to stop? <laughs> oh, so I was polite about it, but I was like, Ugh. did you say grade 10? Yeah. Okay. I did not get along very well with other parents. I have to say. Why? Not in every case, because yeah. there are some people that I'm still friends with that they're still in my life and they're amazing humans and I want to see them all the time. But there's a whole bunch of people I was glad to get rid of when my kids were done school that I didn't wow. have to deal with anymore. Okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> so many. So about the movie, any other... Oh, my God, the dad cutting himself on the lawnmower. <laughs> I have memories of my dad, Diane, coming into the house holding some, you know, he yeah. cut some, 
Our lawnmowers had... Uh, we had They're like little death traps. We had an electric lawnmower. It had really? A, a giant extension cord. <laughs> but my mother used to run over the cord, and my dad would get <gasps> mad, so we switched to a gas lawnmower. Smart. And that thing would belch toxic. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell came out of that lawnmower? But it certainly wasn't uh, non-carcinogenic. Yeah. Although it didn't matter because we went in the house and licked the lead paint off the walls. So, oh. you know, it was, <laughs> there, was, there was no hope. No. It was insane. Do you remember Tang? Yeah. 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 Tang. Good old Tang. Tang. And I think she had to stop. She, not that she bought it all the time, but I think she had to stop because my brother couldn't drink it. He turned wild, as we used to say. <laughs> he can't have red dye. Oh, yeah. Well, there's no red dye in Tang. Well, there probably is. Oh, okay. And, uh, and lead. And lead, yeah. yeah. Get anyway. the Tang, lead it or unlead it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At least we had the choice. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm watching the end of the movie and Grayson's there just for the last couple minutes and she gets her period and she's so excited. <laughs> and Grayson goes, is that an exciting thing? And I went, well... For her, it was. Because, well, I guess it's better than not being excited. <laughs> Let me put his headset back on. Well, that's very true. Yep. I asked my boys if they appreciated not being girls, and they were both, yeah, this whole, that whole period thing sounds like World War II. I'm like, well, it pretty much is. I'm glad you're grateful because it was pretty fucking That's horrible. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Nice that they're grateful. And I'm just trying to think because I know we talked about so many things that were not related to Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. <laughs> Basically, we're both huge fans of the original book. Yeah, absolutely. We both enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's great that girls are reading it now. Oh, the girls are still reading it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you imagine to be Judy Bloom? And have that kind of a legacy. In the documentary, when you saw that she kept all the letters from all of her oh, fans over the years. That was beautiful. And she wrote them back. Oh, my God. What Like, the years heck? of, like, a, she was like a pen pal to these girls. I know, right? Yeah. She was like a mom to some of these girls. Yeah, that one was It just amazing. goes to show you how much of a need there was for yes. information and for support. Because when they talked to people like us who were Judy Bloom fans, they all talked about how she wrote in such a way that nobody had ever talked about these things yeah. before, that way before. Yeah. And we had such little access to information, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. You know, you had Nancy Wheeler, and apart from that... <laughs> and if you didn't have a Nancy Wheeler... Oh, you were Or fucked. you had the girl like I had in grade four, oh. who made it sound like a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of respecting that one, though, because at least it was a little more realistic. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't need to know all of it in the in one conversation. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Enough. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love that she opened up her own bookstore oh, and yeah. has all of her own books and other books that are banned to kind of take a little bit of control back. Do you know what I mean? And, and yeah. be able to offer these things out to. Well, we could do a whole people. episode on book banning. Yeah. 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 Sad. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Pamela, for doing this with me. And I hope that the people that are listening to this episode had half as much fun as we did. <laughs> thank you. I can't wait to have you back. Never not talking about
They can teach us the boy things, and they can teach the girl the girl things. We don't have to know about each other's things. Well, <laughs> like, we tried that, and it didn't work very well. No, so it didn't. So here is where we are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've been recording for over four hours. What? And yeah, it's uh, 1.30 in the morning, and I absolutely oh don't want to stop, but I know okay. I can't stay up this late. 